house of a Roman shows and I'm back up on my game. I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine. I sold more records while I was gone than anybody I know. I got them having cows, I can't hold my horses and I'm feeling like the ghost. Welcome to episode 75 of Goat Radio. Emanating from quarantine, I'm your host Michael Sprague. That was Joseph Roy. Let's go. He is Andrew Leahy. Yo, yo, yo. We will have a great episode this week where we're going to determine who the greatest loser of all time is. But first, thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes just like Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the goat word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, as well as your other podcatchers. But Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org slash goatradio and shopping with our affiliated partners at the Bazaar. And thank you to the fans. We can't do the show without you. That's your interaction that helps to fuel, uh, fuel this podcast. So if you want to stay in the know and express your opinion, please make sure you follow us on Facebook. The group is facebook.com slash groups slash goatradiopodcast, and that's where you can vote on all of our polls. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at goat underscore radio. Each week we'll have multiple polls in a variety of topics and we bring them back here to dissect. It's been really fun. Really enjoying doing the show this way. Loved it. It's probably the best idea you've ever had. I wasn't going to take the credit for it, Joe, but uh, I appreciate it. Take it all, buddy. Take it all. Bathe in it. Uh, and if you want to support the uh, show at an even higher level than that, you can buy merch. Merch! Teespring.com slash stores slash Goat Radio Podcast is where you can get your Goat Radio gear. Speaking of support, here is a quick word from one of our sponsors. Alright, we are checking in here with the home opener. Uh, this past weekend was the 4th of July. Uh, Leahy, you've been away for the weekend, is that correct? I have been. How was that? It was good. It was nice to get away. Um, it's always good to uh, take some time. Uh, Zoe and I went up to Poland, Maine. Ooh, Poland, uh, we, Poland Springs. Home of Poland Springs. We did not go to the Poland Springs area. Probably uh, we, uh, we were at a bed and breakfast. It's very nice. They had both. Then, they had beds and they had breakfast. Uh, they did. They did. It's crazy. How was the breakfast? How was the they breakfast? Had biscuits and gravy. Biscuits the and gravy. The beds were okay. The breakfast was pretty mediocre, but it was it was fun. <laughs> no biscuits and gravy at all. Not even Damn an it. option. Damn it. Uh, but overall, the experience was good. We went to five uh, main disc golf courses in five days. Wow. It was a, it was a good time. It was huh. nice taking a uh, week off the competitive scene and going to do a little bit more casual and hanging out and relaxing. Good. But, well, good for you guys. Back at it for next week. I got two I'm tournaments sure this would, weekend. It was, yeah, buddy. I'm sure it was tough to turn your mind off of that competitive nature and just relax and throw frisbees. Yeah, I hope he's ready to rip our throats out today. It was it yeah. was pretty nice and relaxing to play some of the little courses, but then when the big boy pro courses come up, yeah, you always get a little competitive. Get your you played 
Because you played, and you guys cut out for a second, so I missed it. You played, because you played Pineland Patriot. Yep. You played Sabatis, no? Uh, no, we played, so we went to, we I did Hammond Doubles on Thursday. Woodland Valley, Thursday, uh, Thursday Friday morning. Uh, yep. Then I did, that was Black Bear. Then I did BSR Sweet Side, uh, Patriot, uh, Minutemen, uh, Minutemen, then Patriot of Pineland, and then we played the Red Dragon at Dragonfield. Dragon is one of my favorite courses ever. I shot my hottest when I was competing playing Frisbee. Uh, I shot my hottest 1,000-rated round at that course because I shot a 46 mm. on that layout. That's sexy. <clears throat> on that layout, too, because nothing's changed, if I'm not mistaken. Super fun. It's super yeah, it flat. I bet. I bet. I bet Joey loved that. It's super Zoe's flat. Like, yeah, there's this like, is actually flat. Joey's there's like what? You, there was that one hole, the castle hole, where you kind of yeah. have to throw like an overhand or something to get up there. That I was like, oh, okay. she just doesn't have to walk up or down. So like, she doesn't have to walk up the hill. So boom. Yeah, so. I flash chains on that one. Love it. Well, happy you had a good time. It sounds like it a, a fun little trip you had there. Dude, yeah, it was man. Fun happy for you Thank yeah you. i'm happy uh, joe did you do anything fun this weekend uh the fourth of july i threw frisbees with pat and Corey at woodland valley grizzly had fun got home spent time with the kids we yeah it was actually a nice day to just like not do anything because there's like no fireworks happening anywhere. There was nothing really going on. The one cool thing I like about 4th of July when there's no fireworks happening everywhere is that there's fireworks happening everywhere. By that, <laughs> I mean from everyone's back porches. We had, we sat out back with May and there was fireworks coming from three different areas all at the same time. The whole night sky was just lit up with fireworks. It was actually pretty legit. The fireworks store downtown, no free ads, but Hilltop Fireworks, the day before the 4th of July, it was a joke. 70 cars in the parking lot. I don't even care if that's a fake number or not. There was a lot of people in there just buying heaps, heaps of fireworks. Just New Hampshire showing why we live for or die for America. I had a great 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I got a so. I got a fun self fireworks story. Oh yeah, oh, gosh, Jason Pierre Paul uh, used to go to parties and my brothers, him and his uh, friend Todd, where they would do big fireworks show. They'd buy fireworks from in South Carolina where higher grade fireworks are legal. <laughs> Ship them up here, and uh, we had this. They had this one. It was like a. It looked like a crate, and it was sitting on basically like a cookie sheet on like a like a log. And, of course, that wasn't very stable. The thing starts shooting off, flips over on its side, and it literally looked like somebody had, like, a giant gun and was just, like, shooting, like, bullets at everybody. I'm just, like, running through the backyard trying to, like, get out of of Dodge. Yikes. um, Yeah. I don't think that you'll ever catch me doing my own fireworks ever again. No, I'd I'd be Jason Pierre Paul. I'd lose, like, half my hand. (laughs) Yeah. I'm afraid to let's use sparklers. For, let's not forget the time that Michael Sprague let off a uh, firework in the middle of the street in downtown Farmington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost set a, like a telephone pole on fire. Roman candle, like one of those, like little. 
No, oh, it was, it was, big it boy. was similar, similar to a Roman candle, but it was like one you'd sit on the ground. It shoots off like a Roman candle shot and then like two or three other shots behind it. So it was like a, it was a weird one. Uh, this was the, the most tame 4th of July I've ever had. We didn't do anything to celebrate. We were in bed at like 10. Um, it's the exact opposite of last year where we were actually at a Shinedown concert for the 4th of July. So yeah, it's a little different. That sounds pretty legit. I won't lie, 4th of July, like, I typically judge them, like, the most memorable 4th of July I've had in recent years is Gordon Hayward got signed to the Celtics on 4th of July, and I was at my brother's old house in Sanford, his first marriage, and I got the notification. I actually had Twitter just refreshing. I'm I'm, I'm drinking Zima's. You guys know Zima? <laughs> Zima. Yeah. Zima made a comeback like three years ago and I'm drinking Zima's and all of a sudden I get that and I'm like, light off the fireworks, people. Let's fucking go. Gordon Hayward, baby. All star. We're going to the fucking champions. Banner 18. I'm like, I'm like, I'm the happiest person on the planet and nothing could be more American than Gordon Hayward breaking his fucking leg that same September. Yeah, <laughs> not even like four minutes into his career. I skipped an EMT. I skipped an EMT class just to fucking go and watch his first game in four minutes. In I can feel it. I can feel that moment when he falls and breaks his fucking leg like a toothpick. And then this sounds super depressing because it is, but that's how that was like the most memorable Fourth of July in forever. I. I don't know, like, I feel like every 4th of July we just, like, maybe have, like, we put some burgers on the grill and we always get drunk, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, I, I feel like we don't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Well, more positive news as opposed to <laughs> Sorry. Gordon Hayward breaking. It's like, Joe, you got a truck. You're a truck guy now. I'm a truck guy now. Uh, according to my wife, I'm a tiny truck guy now uh, <laughs> because our wives – because. Yeah, little guy. Because uh, our wives can't let Mike, Mike and I can't have like any dignity. So yeah, I um, no, no nice. I things. wasn't, I wasn't even really in the market. I just knew that my current car had like a less amount of miles, and I could get a good deal on it. And then this this shed this dope blacked out Chevy Colorado comes across my screen, and my wife and I like looked at each other. We're like, we need to go buy this. It's like the it was a crazy good price. Things sick. It's all blacked out. It's got this crazy nav system in it. Like, I love it. It's really good. It's like it's weird because like when you look yeah. at it, like it looks all huge. Matters. You got to be happy. Who cares if it's tiny? Well, I'm a grower, not a shower, anyway. So like, whatever. Like, yeah. As long as she can, she can, uh, she can tow six thousand pounds, and so can I. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, no. And the people, um, I, I'll give them a, I'll give them a free ad because I don't know if anyone in our podcast will even make this happen. But Ira, uh, is Ira Lexus of Manchester? They got this. I don't even know how they got this truck because they sold it for ten grand less than the thing's fucking worth. So that's why I went and got it because it was just like a dumb price. Like, oh, I'll give you this truck for twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, um, Kate, be right there, sir. Things MSRP is like thirty something. So I, I was super, I was super pumped to get it. Um, I'm out of the Santa Fe. I think I'm out of the Santa Fe. Oh, sorry guys. Actually, the Santa Fe. I was gonna mention this to you guys. Remember the last day in Baltimore when I needed <laughs> chapstick more than life itself. 
and I bought the Baltimore Orioles chapstick. I kept it until yesterday. It melted in my change holder. And the entire, I, so I had a flash of Baltimore because it was hot as balls out yesterday. And I pick up the thing and it just smells like peppermint spearmint. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Baltimore, you're so sticky. Did the trunk of your car still smell like our feet? Awful. Awful. I found, and this is disgusting. I found two pairs of socks, one easily mine, one easily Andrew's, and Andrew's crusty beast disc golf, shameless plug, orange, um, New Hampshire That's disc golf shirt. It's in my trunk. It, it was, it was hard as a rock, Andrew. It was I'm like, that like forever. <laughs> it was so gross. I washed it and I'm going to go wash it again and then I'm going to give it back to you. So. Oh, that's where that went. I was so confused. R.I.P. to the Santa Fe for taking us down to Baltimore. We really appreciate you, buddy. I gave her a little tap on the uh, tap on the old bum bum before she left. So, oh yeah, I was really happy. All right, grudge match for this week. Uh, Last week we talked Broadway musicals. There was like no love from our fans for Hamilton. What a disgrace! I just wanted to bring this up. It's on Disney Plus. I didn't even. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'll be honest. I only watched the first five minutes just to get a feel of what it's like, what to expect. Production quality on the video, the recording, fantastic. Uh, music is great so far. It, I was worried it wasn't going to have the audience in it, but the audience is there and they're pretty much involved. Um, so I'm excited to actually dive into that bad boy and watch the whole thing. But uh, I think that that definitely deserved a little more love. So shout out to Hamilton. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. I think Hamilton gets a lot of recency bias love, and that's not my, like, argument towards it because I want to watch it. I know how much money it made on Broadway. I know how excited people are for Disney+. Plus. Ellen suggested to watch it. We just haven't yet. But I think that's the reason why I didn't get much love is because I feel like Broadway, you need to be around for a while before you get the love. That's possible. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to watch it. Maybe we can zoom. Maybe we can zoom watch it next week. Uh maybe I think Kinsley wants to watch it though, so it be, might be hard for her to do that unless we did it like an afternoon or something. But. We could probably do. it. I don't know if we do it like at like whatever six thirty or something like that. I don't know if she can crush through half of it or something. No, she could probably stay up for the whole thing at that point. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But, so, yeah, if Andrew doesn't uh, have a bedtime, neither, neither does Kinsley. That's true. Alright, last week's out of the way. It's time for my quick question. Oh, good a question. Not a game. It'll be quick. You ready? That's the that's the title, so it better be. Uh, what card did I have to write? Do not patronize me. Oh, anniversary, because my wife and I had an anniversary recently. This is this is what I was gonna write my answers down on, anniversary card. What's your goat cook outside that did not get mentioned? Oh. Didn't get mentioned at all in the poll. At all. Uh, at all. Was coleslaw shove on your there? baked bean Fruit loves. Sal- Fruit salad. Fruit salad. Fruit salad, yeah. Oh, coleslaw yeah. did not yeah. get mentioned. So coleslaw, I'm a big, I'm a big slaw guy. I like um, how fruit salad doused in Tito's. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, fruit salad for sure because like when you go to the cookout, whatever, you grab a hot dog or you grab a whatever you got, kielbasa, and then you toss some... You know, potato salad on there, 
and then you toss some fruit salad on there every time. You got to mix it up. You got to get all of the, you know, the, the pyramid, the yeah. food pyramid. All you got to get it all on the same plate. All yeah. salads, fruit yeah, salad, potato salad, salad. <laughs> yeah, macaroni salad. salad. Oh, yeah. yeah you love. get it all. I love What's it. the difference between uh, pasta salad and macaroni salad? It's like the same. Macaroni thing. salad is the elbow macaroni. And then pasta salad is penne. So like the whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, like at Applebee's, you get three cheese chicken penne? Yeah. That. Sometimes it's rotini too. Sure. Yeah. I like rotini. Have you ever had like, tor- like tortellini? So like tortellini mm. is the like has the ricotta or whatever it is yeah. on the type of mm, cheese on the inside yeah. and that mixed in p- pasta salad. Oh, mm. man! Oh, so good. This this is a good topic. I, I'm ready to dive in. All right. Well, the f- first. Hold on. Can I answer my own question? Oh, oh sorry. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh. I thought you did. Oh, shit. No. Uh, pigs in a blanket. Ooh. Or <laughs> a side, or buffalo chicken dip's a good one. Or spinach and artichoke dip is also good. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Damn, good good uh, classic. Bringing bring bringing chips guy. Every bring team challenge for the past five years, I've brought Ellen's buffalo chicken dip. That's a solid choice. Yeah, it's good. Good. Ellen's it's good with everything too: vegetables, dip. tortilla chips, like whatever you want to dip in it. Your fist. I love dipping carrots and oh. buffalo dip. Carrots and buffalo chicken dip is so good. So yeah. good. Get so some good. of that. A lot of All that. right. This week's menu, starting with the soup of the week. We're going to kick it off with a fun, greatest of all time, Kenny Chesney song. This was good. Uh, I didn't actually agree with the outcome on this one, just because the song that we that we picked... Definitely a popular song, but uh, wasn't personally my favorite. Uh, the choice was "Summertime." I was actually looking through our list and like all the different uh, answers that we had on there, and I was surprised by um, one how many were already on the poll, but then how many were still missing. He's got a ton of hits. He's got too many hits. He's too successful because he almost has two careers. Because like my wife, and maybe we'll talk about this if it didn't get, so it didn't hit top five. So Boston is a great Kenny song because it panders to where he goes every year. He literally goes to Gillette, so of course he sings the song Boston. But like so many people loved so many different types of Kenny songs. This is a good topic because there wasn't any sort of a clear cut winner. Yeah. Uh real quick, if we just want to talk about Kenny real quick is this is this accolades. Just just so you can feel the feels. Uh Ooh. twenty albums he's recorded so far. Yeah. All of them have reached gold or higher. Yep. Uh he has forty top ten singles on the country charts. Uh, and 31 of those reach number one. This uh, also, also th- sold sorry. over 30 million albums worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Before I met my wife, I would if you would have asked me who Kenny Chesney was, I would have just started guessing. Because I'm very much on the country music is easy to write. 
So if you're good looking, you can play the guitar and you have a nice deep voice that can really fucking punch it through. I mean, you're good to go. Kenny's different. I get that. Like, cause Kenny's like a party. Like it's Jimmy Buffett. It's. Yeah, we went to a Kenny concert, uh, two years ago. Yeah, I was it. Ellen went Friday and you went Saturday because Friday is like for the old folks and Saturday is for the young bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were tearing it down with the young bucks. Yeah, Ellen makes Um, like three hundred cello shots every year and goes down there and like pays people in cello shots to like hang out with them, so she makes friends. So I went with no shoes, no shirt, no problem. Even though Joe put it on the poll as no shirt, no shoes, no problem. My sincerest. Um, just because I feel like that was the song that kind of took his career to the next level to like the party time type of music. You know what I mean? Uh, but for another one that didn't quite get as much love that wasn't in the top five, she thinks my tractor sexy was like. Yep. His, it like got more first, votes like, than mainstream. Hit. It wasn't even in the top 10 on Ranker. No. It's a joke song. It's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. It it's a it's a heater. Don't get me wrong. It's not. It can't be. He has too many hits for her. She thinks my tractor sexy, which literally could have been. Let's make up a country singer's name. Um, whatever. Brant Gilman. Um, it oh, could have been a Brant Gilman. Oh, you know, go Branty, right? It could have been a Brant Gilman song. Yeah. Yeah. So like, my- but she thinks my tractor sexy is a heater, but. And then my actual favorite is Get Along, which wasn't even mentioned on our Thank poll. you. Yeah. It, it can't be considered top five. It's too new. That's what Ellen told me. So I didn't. Just because it's from 2018? Correct. It's not that it's just, new. It didn't, it's not tenured enough to. I mean, his number one ranker ranked his um, albums as well. And it's um, no shirt, no shoes, no problem. Whatever the fuck way it is. So like anything, and that was in two thousand. So that was eighteen years before that. All of his songs, that stupid. What's the other song that he just came out with? The uh, um, somebody else taught his bad radio. You and Tequila somewhere with you. No, nope, newer. So like two thousand eighteen. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about it after. I'll, I'll think of it. Um, but, uh, just to kind of recap the top five, it was the good stuff, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. Don't blink when the sun goes down overrated song, by the way, and summertime when the sun uh, goes the down is think- not overrated. Is the song you're thinking of Joe called get along? No, it's the net. It's a, either before or after that. It's. So he has a 2018 album called Songs for the Saints and a 2012, 2020 album called Here and Now. So before that. So 2018, it's off that, it's off the 2018 album. Okay. I don't know why I can't think of the chorus right now. Fine, bad radio, but we'll find the song so the, the people know. Song for the Saints, Every Heart, Get Along, Party Song, Love You, and move it up. I guess I'm a big fat dummy because it's not on that list. <laughs> I mean, no one ever said you were the smartest person you ever met. You're the second smartest. Or beautiful. Uh, I voted for Summertime. Uh, for me, when I think of Kenny Chesney, I think of Summer. 
and I think Summertime kind of fits in with his whole persona. Uh, I think you're really just picking at straws when you're trying to talk about his number one song. As we've already said, there's 31 of them reach number one. But I did look at tasteofcountry.com. Their number one was Summertime, so I think we weren't too far off the mark. And uh, new fan of the podcast, Nancy. Big Nancy Chesney fan. She said it's summertime. All the pretty girls. Clear cut and number then, one. Ah. So all the pretty girls. And then Nancy is who Ellen goes to Kenny with. I've never met a bigger Kenny Chesney fan in my life. Um, that girl would get Kenny. She would, if I said, you are not a Kenny Chesney fan unless you get an entire mural of his face tattooed across your neck. I think she would do that. I think she would get a, a Kenny throat tattoo. That'd be sweet. Yeah, super sweet. So All the Pretty Girls, though, is the song I'm talking about. That song is an absolute fucking heater. Yeah, it is. Ready for some was, quick Kenny Chesney fun facts? Real, real quick, there one more, more uh, thing that was missed on the poll. There Goes My Life, which was number one, uh, number two on Taste of Country. Didn't make the yeah. poll. Interesting. All right, I, yeah. Fun I facts. said we were ranked for guys. All right, you ready? Yeah. Kenny Chesney's considered himself a clean freak. He tries to take at least three showers a day. Gross. <laughs> uh, he has a guilty pleasure for food. His guilty yeah. pleasure is grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh. Uh, he's also a big nail biter. And uh, oh, his first paid gig was $5 an hour. And he also received free enchiladas with that. Nice. <laughs> Playing in a Mexican really restaurant. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're some dude who's working for $5 an hour, eating grilled cheese sandwiches and biting your nails, like, where are you at? But Don't forget about the free enchiladas. Those are good. Seriously. Kenny Chesney, selling out friggin' Gillette four days in a row. Whatever he the fuck he did. So, what a hero. He's incredible. All right. So that was Kenny Chesney. That was our soup of the week. We're going to go take a quick break and then be back with the appetizer. Uh, we are back with this week's appetizer, and we're talking greatest of all time barbecue side dish. Um, I kind of like the way you worded this one, Joe. Um, yep. I, I know we were going for it. We said greatest of all time side dish, but then you asked people, you know, What's the greatest one to bring to a barbecue? Right. You know, and I thought that might have threw a, just those extra couple words at the end. I, I thought maybe that would change people's perspective a little bit, give a different answer. But they answered it exactly as I thought they would with just talking about side dishes in general. So right. uh, from the bottom up, we had cornbread, mac and cheese, pasta salad, potato salad, and corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Starch, baby. I left pasta salad off because I put mac and cheese on, but I also have potato salad. I didn't want potato salad and pasta salad in the first five. Somebody else had a pasta salad, and I appreciate that because pasta salad is actually my favorite. That's my wife. And almost Andrew, but I had to delete mine because Megan beat me about like a 30, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Corn on the cob gets stuck in my teeth. Yes, I actually had the best so corn on the cob on my of my life uh, a couple weeks ago. It was smoked. 
Was it Olote? I don't know what that means. Olote is Mexican street corn. No, it wasn't so Mexican street corn, though. Corn on the cob, they bake it up, they do their thing on a spigot, but they dump, like, Cajun seasoning and, like, seeds and sauce and all this stuff all over the corn, and then they pull it off and they put it in tin foil for you, so you're literally just eating a lote. Um, no, wasn't like that at all. Oh, uh, sorry. We bought, we bought my father-in-law this little box that you put some chips in and you can use it as a smoker on a regular grill. So cool. on his regular grill, he smoked corn for pretty much all day. By the time we ate it, it was perfectly moist. Mm. Uh, just the right amount cooked and then just the right amount of smoke flavor too. It was pretty good. Um, all right, so... Baked beans was another option that just missed the cut. Not a lot of additions on this one. I was kind of surprised, but I think it's just because people favored the corn on the cob. They got a heavy vote. This was our uh, highest lead on the poll uh, this week. uh, Baked beans was top five on Ranker. Otherwise, I would never put baked beans on there. Now that baked beans are bad, they're certainly not. Like, baked beans are fine. But they're not something that, like, I'm not going to take a can of bush beans, put it in a microwave, and bring it to a fucking potluck. It doesn't you know? also sound like a summer food. No, it's hot. Hot as balls. Well, so is corn. You usually try well, to avoid that. Right. Uh, I we, think it was a big miss not having watermelon. Like, I yes. hate watermelon, but I don't understand how it did not get added. I, I agree, and... That was part of the reason why we had talked before doing sides in general. I had actually mentioned, oh, we should talk about greatest of all time, melon. I was on a melon kick. Just eating a lot of cantaloupe lately. Uh, Honeydews. Uh, watermelon. Watermelon, easy. It's part of the fruit salad. We talked about it earlier. You know, fruit salad could have been a good choice. Um, a lot. There's some other stuff on Ranker that's interesting, like mashed potatoes. Like, Who brings mashed potatoes to a cookout? I love mashed potatoes off for a reason because that's fucking weird. Like, don't bring hot mashed potatoes because cold mashed potatoes are trash. So don't bring hot mashed potatoes to my barbecue. <laughs> Potato salad is just fine. Some of this, I think, is probably based upon, like, more southern-style barbecue, which I, I could see that being a thing that people would do because that is common for, like, a barbecue-style restaurant to have mashed potatoes served. Right. You know, your KFCs and stuff like that. Maybe um, put asparagus or anything like that. You could throw asparagus on the grill. Yeah, green beans is another good one. I really, green really beans, enjoy yeah. green beans. Yeah. Or just the classic, hey, I'm going to show up late to this party. Let me bring a bag of Lay's potato chips. Oh, that's you're that's the worst person. <laughs> that person deserves to be executed. <laughs> wow. I, have, I have been that person before. Ew, gross. Um, all right. So that's quick. greatest of all time side dish. We got five facts for that. I got a quick thought, real quick. Okay. Uh, I'm a little confused. Maybe this is me. I don't really see mac and cheese as a top five uh, cookout side. Oh, you've never been to a Sprague family cookout. No, I'm not saying I don't like mac and cheese. I'm a huge mac and cheese guy, but it doesn't really seem like much of a cookout food to me. It's something easy that you can just put in a tin, tin serving tray. An aluminum serving tray, and it keeps it relatively warm so that you can still eat it on your 
know, with, on the side with whatever you're having. It's really good, like, if you're having, like, a rack of ribs cooked on the grill. Yeah, for me, I'm thinking, like, when you when you have a cookout, you have, like, your main courses or your warm courses. And I just don't really see how, like, mac and cheese would fit in there with my grilled items. It's just, it could just be an Andrew thing. It could just be a little weird. You don't want to put mac and cheese on your hot dog or on your hamburger? Absolutely not. I, I mean, I would, but not at a cookout. It's just a little weird. Mac and cheese is just, like, the one thing that everyone, like, so I, it's not barbecue, but with your team challenge, it's a potluck lunch. There's 20 people. Everyone tries to figure it out. Four people bring, well, something that was brought was chili, either. Some people bring chili to a cookout. So That's chili, sweet. like, just little little side of chili or chili on your dog or a little chili on your burger or something. Delicious. No, yeah. I think I think what we're getting mixed up here is cookout and potluck. Potluck's a totally different ball game. I said barbecue. We were no, I know, but uh, no, no, you but you were keep bringing up your winter team challenge potluck, which is totally different than a cookout. Times. I I mean I grew up having family barbecues that were potluck style, where everybody brought a dish, and I two or three people would always bring mac and cheese. Well, absolutely. If you're if you're going potluck style, it makes sense. But if like I, if I, if you're not doing a potluck style, like a regular cookout, like at your place, and you're providing all the stuff, I don't think you're gonna be making mac and cheese. Yeah, but that's the thing. Joe did say, what side dish do you bring to the barbecue? I know. Then that's that's the thing, and that's where I think watermelon kind of got left out because of that. And I, I also see that's and I that that specific detail right there to me says, well, then corn on the cob's not something that you bring to the barbecue. Absolutely. Something has prepared as the main you know the main host but because like so if you're our, bringing corn on the cob that means you're gonna have to be either doing it before you get there and bring it or you're gonna make them do it for you right right you don't want to be that guy yeah. i brought a halfly prepared meal here do the rest for me <laughs> some confusion on the part of our voters it's a good it's a tricky subject but it's yeah. fun one though so do you have fun facts <sighs> nope not for that one. Other than corn on the cob is delicious. And I used to always eat corn on the cob with a little corn on the cob stick seed poking the end of it. Love them. And you'd be like... Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. And uh, word of advice, uh, do not stick a corn on the cob on a power drill. It's still not smart. Yeah, those guys. I Joe's got the little... Idea. No, you'll lose a tooth. I keep them in with my kids' forks and shit. So sometimes she goes in there and she fucking gets one and she's like, oh, I'm like, see, you gotta learn. You gotta fucking look where you're going. You gotta, you gotta look over the edge. You look over the edge, bae. You may not have had a fun fact, but you did tag Joe and I. Uh, I just used that wrong. You did tag me and Joe. Joe and I. uh, In in a, was that right? Yeah, Joe and I is right. No, because I would say you tagged me. You tagged Joe and I. Yeah, whatever. All right. Anyways. All right. Combat ta- English majors. You, ta- you tagged us on on Facebook in a post from Ethel the Glamour Tort. So funny. Eating his, eating her first uh, corn on the cob. Gold. Oh, she's big fan. Gold. So I, I shared that. I shared that in the uh, uh, group here. People loved it. So. Gold. All right. Um, side dishes are out of the way. We're gonna get on to the main entree. Right after this. <laughs> Alright, we are back. Greatest of all time. Athlete who never won a championship. Oh, sorry, I'm ready for this. That's why I said today we're going to determine the greatest of all time loser. 
Oh, I was wondering why you said that. <sighs> Took me a second. I got there. So, if you want to start, because this was a blowout by two different players, but then there was a yeah. fair amount of chat below, Hannah. I'd like to touch on that. All right, so I'm going to list everybody. Yeah. I'm not even going to just do the top five. I'm just going to go from the bottom up. Carl Malone, Ty Cobb, Ken Griffey Jr., Charles Barkley, Barry Bonds, Allen Iverson, um, and Elgin Baylor. Every single one of them except for Carl Malone um, had had at least a vote, right? Then we break it into the the ones that got more votes and, and kind of separated themselves from the pack. And you had numbers uh, four and three tied Bo Jackson and Dan Marino. And then only separated, you know, we're splitting hairs here, by one vote, number two, Ted Williams, and number one, Barry Sanders. Hmm. I have an opinion about this. For yeah, the, go ahead. For the first time in a long time. Red Sox shirt on, Red Sox tattoo inked on my body. I think this is the first time in a long time that this is not a biased Ted Williams vote. I think Ted Williams was literally just the greatest hitter to ever fucking step on a bag. And people recognize that. We do have a heavy Red Sox following because it's just our demographic and just where we are. But Ted Williams being... On this list, he, he his stats are nuts. His he fought in a war. He's an animal. To end that, it's Barry Sanders, and it's not close. It was close though. But it was close here, and yes, but the people prevailed because Barry Sanders was an absolute freak of nature. Just different. Ted Williams, will there be another Ted Williams? Maybe not. But people have already hit more home runs. People have already finished with better batting averages. People have already this, 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 this. Barry Sanders was a... What he did was dumb. He he played like, what, was it nine, eight seasons? Nine seasons with the Lions? Ten seasons, thank you, Andrew. Stack guy. Woo! Stack guy, baby. He's a freak of nature. What he accomplished is just like insane to think that he couldn't even get one ring. One ring. Much smaller. No, actually, they're not my smaller team size, so that's not a good argument either. But like Barry Sanders is just a fucking freak of nature, man. Like, I'm happy to see Ted mentioned, Teddy Ballgame. The Red Seat is a joke, by the way. I don't believe in the Red Seat. I don't think he ever hit a home run that far. Thank you. Barry Sanders has to be. Leahy. Uh, I am, uh, I think Joe has made his own argument against himself here, which is perfect. Yeah, typical uh, Joe. It's always, it's always nice when he makes his own argument for me. Uh, Joe, you, you brought up the fact of 10 seasons. Uh, if you look at everyone else on this list, his, his career is almost half the size of half these other athletes. He retired. Uh, and I think that's 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 one of the reasons why Barry Sanders never won a title was because unfortunately with the way football works is your your career is a much shorter because of the amount of stress and uh, energy you're putting on your own body. 
Uh, my vote's for Ty Cobb here. I was the only one who voted for him. Little surprise. Uh, 24 seasons in the bigs. Uh, he lost three straight championships. Not great. Not great, Bob. And uh, he also, looking at the stats, he was, I think he was like a, th- hold on, I got to pull this up now. Stat guy, screwing his own stats up. So while you're talking, while you're looking that up real quick, but like yeah. Charles Barkley was brought up, which is a great argument against Karl Malone. They, my my good friend Billy Schreiber, great disc golfer, um, Carl Malone having John Stockton was legendary because he had such a great Robin to his Batman that he still couldn't fucking do it. Charles Barkley was just crazy talented, couldn't get it done. He also played against, I don't know, Michael Jordan. That one's tough, Yeah, Carl Malone was a little fragile for me. Carl Malone didn't get one vote. Uh, it's kind of, uh, like he's it was kind of tough for him because he got stuck in a situation where he's facing Jordan a lot, and Jordan is just an animal. Yeah, and Malone's kind of a big pansy. Right before your stat, real quick, I want to let people yeah, know it, that you can, by definition, vote for multiple people on this list. You can vote for multiple people on this list. You could click every option if you wanted to, and people still didn't vote for Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just sad. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't, in my opinion, as much as people like him, I still think Barkley is a better choice than than uh, than Malone. If we're just talking basketball players, I think Allen Iverson's a better choice if we're just talking basketball players. Um, I would go. Wow, that's a tough. Because Allen Iverson was captivating. That's the big thing that he had over Carl Malone. I love AI. That's that's how. So I don't want to eat my own words on air. So go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, uh, in the three world series that Ty Cobb was in, he batted two sixty two, and then two thirty one in the nineteen oh nine World Series. Uh, in his career, he batted like three fifty something. It was pretty high. So for me, like it was, it makes him the worst loser because he was batting and performing so much lower in the biggest moments where he needed to become a big winner, and he was really doing the exact opposite of what you'd expect someone of his caliber to be doing. Just kind of disappearing. Well, and that's part of the reason why I think that people didn't vote for him, though, because this, we're talking about who's the greatest athlete, and they just happen to have never won a championship. We're not necessarily talking about who's the worst performer in the big game. Oh, I'm not saying that's the reason why I would vote for Ty Cobb. I think Ty Cobb's stats stand for himself. He was a phenomenal baseball player. One of the best hitters in the early 1900s, and I think that can't be argued at all. Uh, you know, just by going by definition of talking about who's the greatest of all time athlete to never win a championship, I think maybe there should have been more love for Bo Jackson, who played two sports. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I looked up on a couple of websites. Sportnews.com had Ty Cobb number one, so help, big shout-outs to them. Clearly they know what they're talking about. Uh, Bo Jackson didn't make their top 25. Wow. That's, that's uh, I, I kind of, I mean, I don't, I probably should have made top 25 considering Jerome McGillan made 24. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I don't think Bo Jackson should have been super high on the list in my opinion. Uh, but I mean, there were also some really good choices that didn't get much love like Ken Griffey Jr. Fantastic ball player. I think he just got dominated by the fact that Ted Williams was on the list as well. I think the same thing happened to Ty Cobb. 
And I personally think that uh, our vote is extremely biased. I don't think Ted Williams deserves to be that high up there at all. He's the uh, only and, person on this list who's got his head in a freezer. Well, that's, you're not wrong there. But uh, I think Ted Williams also benefited from being the best Red Sox player over a span of time where we were so effing bad that we couldn't win a title. Yeah. And he really was like that, that face of the franchise that when you're like, well, look at the Sox, they still can't get it done. Ted Williams was the guy who was always there and was always reliable. There's still a chance his head's frozen right next to Walt Disney. So, I mean, we can take we his... We can always bring it back. Take his head, put it on Michael Chavis's body. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Oh, we're, we're good to go. Chavis. No. Get it done. He would do it. <laughs> Easily do it. So, well, I, put it on Brock I, you know, The more we body. talk about this, so the more I think we, about it. Oh, like... Wow. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> No one's giving love the to Barry Sanders, so this, Barry Sanders won this list. Well, I'm just about to say. Sorry. But, uh, the more we talk about this, the more we think about the the actual word athlete. I think it's hard for Ted Williams to compete. He'd get run over by Barry Sanders. Yeah, hard. Uh, different yeah, sport uh, altogether. Much different sport, yeah. I'm not, not, not disagreeing with that. But it's also a lot... I think it's a lot harder to be recognized as, you know, I think I think it's harder to be an individual considered an individual athlete in a sport like baseball than it is to be in a, in other sports like basketball or football. It's much more mm. uh, team dynamic, I guess, because it's such a large roster of people that are actively participating at all times. I, you guys may disagree. I don't. You know. Any, any thoughts on that, just general? So for um, – I don't, I don't agree. And I'm a baseball guy first. And running backs in the NFL, they had more of a lifespan back in the day and no one knows why they just beat the f- shit out of themselves. Now, like – so example – Four years ago, Todd Gurley was the best running back in the league. I had him in keeper leagues for three straight years, and I did great. Now, it's only been three years, four years, and now all of a sudden he has a little bit of arthritis in his knee, and all of a sudden, oh, no, he can't do – oh, we're going we're gonna to let him go to Atlanta, whatever he's going to do. In baseball, you can kind of last a long time because you don't put wear and tear on your body. You're swinging a bat. And you're catching balls and stuff. Like, it's a lot more games, but it's certainly not more physical. What Barry Sanders was able to accomplish, he's running over linebackers on a regular, and that was their entire offense. The Lions had nobody. Speaking of, speaking of running over linebackers, I just started watching All-American, which I know you've watched, Joe. It was a hell of a show. Favorite episode so far is the one where he comes in as running back for a play and runs through a linebacker. Yep. All is really great. Puts him on um, his ass. I don't like the whole Degrassi kind of soap opera part of it, but the football's great. The football's I think they made the football very modern, very fun to watch. You kinda like feel like you're watching like whatever, like like C D Lamb or these guys who are new blood kind of young kids who are just stacked up just ripped six 
eight packs and they're just fast as hell and then you get like the kind of Degrassi drama behind it and that's kind of annoying but I, I liked All American a lot I think it was really good uh, any any fun facts Leahy? Uh, I don't really have much there was so much to talk about here um, the one thing I did uh, mention uh, just in my notes is that out of the top three not including Bo Jackson. I didn't include him because I didn't agree with it. Uh, Barry Sanders never made it to a Super Bowl. Ted Williams made it to one World Series final. Dan Marino made it to one Super Bowl final. Uh, just something to keep a note. So so out of our top three, they had a grand total of winning two titles and went over two. Uh, but someone did mention his name's Bill Martell. Great guy, if you ever met him. Uh, Elgin Baylor went 0 for 8 in title games. Title series. That's a. It's not great. Okay. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. All right. Well, there you have it. Perry Sanders, greatest of all time athlete to never win a championship. We'll be right back after this quick break to give you your tasty dessert. All right. So, our fourth poll this week. Greatest of all time war movie. This came up while we were talking on the 4th of July. Just coming, trying to come up with 4th of July somewhat related uh, topics to discuss. Uh, I kind of figured that this was going to be uh, one that had a clear cut winner. And it had a pretty heavy uh, favorite going in. Uh, that is Saving Private Ryan. Or... As some would say in the comments, uh, shaving Ryan's privates. Yeah, one of the best poor names of all time. So good. Uh, behind that was Hacksaw Ridge, Braveheart, Full Metal Jacket, which is an absolute classic. Apocalypse Now. Um, no Black Hawk Down. Dumb. That surprised me. Very much so. Uh, let's see. I did ask the question, does Avengers Infinity War count? No. Nobody agreed. That was the only vote on that. Uh, I didn't even see it. Uh, <laughs> I saw Ridge, relatively, re- relatively new uh, movie. I'm surprised that it, it got the second place love. The three that I put on there were We Were Soldiers, Black Hawk Down, Letters from Iwo Jima, and that was Ranker Top 5. You guys don't see a trend here. I knew that people are into their war movies, though. Um, I personally think Forrest Gump should have counted. Just saying. Just letting you all know that. Um, Shaving Ryan's Privates was... um, It wasn't even close. They tripled second place. So there's really no argument here. It's an incredible movie, though. So 46% of the vote. Yeah, it's just dumb. Um, Braveheart should have gotten a little bit more love, in my opinion. And then when Full it, Metal Jacket should have gotten more. When people think about war movies, though, do we really think about Braveheart? It's just an older war. When I think about a war movie, I think about, like, guys in green cambo, ro- like, rolling through mud, saving their best friend type of shit. I don't yeah. necessarily think of Braveheart, but Braveheart is certainly a war movie. I think of Jarhead. I think of 
American Sniper, you know, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, uh, much, much more before I think of Braveheart. But that did come up on a lot of lists, which I thought was kind of surprising. I kind of knew that American Sniper wasn't going to get any love because I truly feel as though that people... American Sniper was a little bit more controversial than people wanted it to be. Everyone wanted to view him as a hero, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people view him as a fucking psychopath. I thought it was an incredible movie. I think he deserves a tip of the cap. Obviously, he has a lot of kills for his country. One of the, and this is interesting because it wasn't even mentioned in this list, one of the most, like, memorable movie scenes for a guy that doesn't watch a lot of movies was the dude, what's his name in American Sniper? I don't remember. That's okay. Um, and I'm not going to disrespect by even trying to guess. So uh, he's sitting in his living room off tour after a second tour and he's sitting there and there's just, it sounds like the TV's on and his bullets flying and there's just like mayhem happening. And all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in a quiet room all by himself and he looks around and that's PTSD. I think PTSD needs to be more respected to like the people who were out there, like soldiers and people fighting for our country who were out there and, saw this stuff and heard this stuff and you know lit this kind of stuff and knowing that sometimes like they're sitting there and all they think about is the messed up stuff that they've heard and now they're back stateside trying to figure shit out while their kids in the other room playing he's just thinking about dudes getting murdered i think that deserves a lot more attention than it gets but so america's never didn't get a lot of love i love that movie myself but i mean saving private ryan though yeah, Tom Hanks. Got Matt it. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, are you a, are you big on war movies or? Oh, I'm not a big war guy. You know me. I'm a peace kind of guy. Yeah. But do you peace have a fa- love, baby. Do you have a favorite? I know you vote. It looks like I saw votes on here for Braveheart and Saving Private Ryan. But do you have a an actual favorite one? Oh, it's got to be Saving Private Ryan. It's I I think this was really uh, a vote to see who was who our fans voted second place more than who was voting for first place. Uh, I think when you think of war movies, it's the most iconic. It's the one that stands out the most. It's got a phenomenal Rotten Tomatoes score. I think it's like 93%. It's got, it's got some high scores. And I mean, it's got a great movie, great cast. It's just hard to beat that. Uh, when I looked up Ranker, uh, Braveheart was actually 23, pretty far down. And then Hacksaw Ridge was all the way down at 38. Wow. Pretty low. But they're all great movies. Uh, did you have any other fun facts to close us out this week? Oh, absolutely. I Woo! got some funnies here. Uh, I learned that Robin Williams helped Matt Damon get the role in the movie. He was the one who suggested uh, Matt Damon for the role. Uh, Garth Brooks almost acted in the movie as one of the soldiers. Garth Brooks. That'd be interesting. Garth Legend. Brooks. Legend. And uh, last thing, contrary to popular belief, Saving Private Ryan is not based on the Sullivan brothers, a group of five brothers who were all killed in action while serving in the U.S. Navy during World War II on the USS Juno. The movie is actually based on the Nyland brothers, four siblings who all served in the U.S. Army during World War II. Three brothers, Robert, Preston, and Edward, were supposedly killed in action, which caused their remaining brother, Fritz, you guys want to stop 
I'm trying to concentrate. To be shipped back to America so the Nyland family wouldn't lose all of their sons. Later on, Edward, who was originally thought to be dead, was actually found alive after escaping a Japanese prison camp in Bruma. Wow. Burma. Making two surviving brothers out of the four in the war. So, I learned some stuff today. Wow. Wow. Because knowledge is power. Wow. All right. Well, we are going to be hitting you with four new polls next week. So make sure, make sure you get to the group or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at goat underscore radio. The group, facebook.com slash group slash goat radio podcast. Shout out to Eric Bellinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with Spose and Goat Radio. Please support us in the Age of Radio Syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash goat radio. Thank you everyone for listening and long live the goat. Let's go. 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 Go.